Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Say hello, people. Hello, people. Hello. Hey. That's about as uh, well as that ever goes, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Never goes well when you tell us what to do, mate. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, some of you might be expecting the... Uh, conclusion to our cliffhanger that we kind of left the show on of everyone kind of in different places and it's all falling apart but everyone's alive at least for now maybe you'll see <laughs> but uh this seemed like a good moment to do something we've been talking about doing for a while which is a little one shot and the reasons for this one shot will eventually become clear but for right now our regular uh players here are going to be taking on new roles and I'll let them just introduce a little brief introduction of what these characters are called and who they are. And uh, let's go with uh, Matt. Go first. Who are you playing? Ha. Well, yeah, I'm um, Kurt Van Helsing, but you already knew that, didn't you? Yeah. Lead singer of the band Thunderhawk. Best band in the world. And a bard by trade. I, I get around a bit. I may be only little, I'm a halfling, but let's just say I'm a bit of a tripod, and the ladies love it. I hate uh. him already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have such party unity. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bunkle, who's you? Do you remember who your character is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my character is Dick Fate. And I am a half-orc. Dick, like to walk around naked. Dick, a big fighter. Dick, fight lots of people. Dick, be big hero. Dick, a ring technician. <laughs> Dick, have a friend who give him this name. Dick friend be Montel. Montel, good guy. Dick like Montel. Montel always help Dick. And Dick always help Montel. That's it. That's it. Okay. And we have uh, one last uh, player who may not be playing a dick joke. Let's find out. <laughs> right. My name's Taff. My uh, real name is Tophelia Dandelion Burdock, if you must know. Um, I am a dwarf, uh, but don't let that fool you. I, 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 I am hard as nails. I am. Don't, don't, don't let my voice fool you. And... Uh, and uh, yeah, basically, I was raised by halflings, but uh, might get into that a bit later. All right, bye, Pat. Hmm. Well, there we go. So uh, these will be your characters for the evening. How fun! Oh, <laughs> shoot me now. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is Dick's class ring technician then? <laughs> no, no. It, Dick, Dick is in fact a barbarian, but uh, I was—I didn't really just want to go. Yes, he's a barbarian because. I don't suppose he'd see himself as that. Okay. And um, Toph, you are? I am a cleric, my lovely. Ah. Yarp. Yarp. Yeah. Uh, actually, <laughs> can we just pause for like two hours while I watch Hot Fuzz? <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> that would be helpful, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would be really, really helpful. <laughs> just, just don't get stuck on the narp. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh yes, so uh, that's who you'll be playing, and we'll uh, get to know these people a little bit better shortly. But first, because this is one shot, I need to uh, do a little bit of scene setting, which, you know, I kind of just ignore because I expect you all to have just watched every episode back to back every week and know exactly what's going on up to the moment. But uh, tonight I actually have to put some work in. It's bullshit. <laughs> so, as we kind of pan the camera around and take a look at our surroundings, at the moment, our three... Uh, fated individuals for the evening are sat together in a bit, a little bit of a waiting room in what appears to have been a rather grand palace. One that none of you are overly familiar with. In fact, you've all found your way here through different means and for different reasons. But looking around you, this place is just incredible. It's like covered in riches. It's got statues and pictures and all these fancy doodads that none of you know much about. Maybe Kurt a little bit. You know, he's just seen a fancy thing in his time, normally being thrown at his head. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this uh, this place looks well off, we should say. But, um, as I say, none of you are overly familiar with this place because you've been effectively drafted for your special set of skills, shall we say. <laughs> All Liam Neeson's, really. Yeah, all Liam Neeson's. <laughs> As you currently sit awaiting the person who's going to be giving you your orders, as far as you're aware, that's what you were all individually told, that you were going to basically be the person running this particular operation, you were brought to a place that they referred to as the Court of Eternal Truth. And you are currently awaiting the arrival of the Governor of War, Barrett Pierce. Hmm... While that's happening, and you're sat there, uh, which of the three of you is probably the most curious? Who's got a curious nature? Uh, Kurt, Kurt's, Kurt's kind of plays it cool, but he's, you know, he likes to know what's going on. So, yeah, probably, I'd say, I'd say I was pretty curious, but in a, in a kind of play-it-off nonchalant way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, Kurt, as you're kind of sat there getting bored, you've got these two people next to you who haven't really talked much yet. Uh, you, you know, you're kind of you're hanging back, trying to play it cool. You notice there is a window like across the wall to your right, and uh, you start hearing some voices outside of it. And you, you know, you get up and you kind of look down, and you see in the uh, the actual the entrance hall that you guys came through earlier, individually, of course, but you recognize it from when you walk through the main gate. And looking down, you see a man head to toe in full plate armor, except his helmet that he's currently kind of holding under under his arm, doing that kind of thing where he's got, like, it almost looks like he's got two heads. <laughs> but yeah, he's in head-to-toe in rather expensive-looking full plate, and he is surrounded by a number of guards who you recognize as, like, the palace guards that were in this kind of gold-trimmed armor, and they've got these specific-looking uh, purplish robes, looking very, very fancy, very official. They seem to be waiting for someone to arrive as they kind of talk back and forth between themselves. The man at the front... You're not 100% certain, but the way that the guards seem to give him deference, you do wonder if this is the guy that you're here to meet. As the grand kind of gates open up, and a caravan arrives. And from said caravan, you notice a few figures, all of which appear to be dragonborn. Mm. From the back of the wagon, a man gets off it's kind of looking uh, like he's trying to look official but maybe he's a little bit new at this and he walks around to the front and uh, 
Rogar. No. Yeah. yeah. You have just arrived in the city of Varadin, and before you is Barrett Pierce, the man your father has told you to come to meet so that you can improve your skills as a general, as a sort of side point, but to also help foster a new treaty between your people and his. Yep. This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) As you kind of get off the wagon and walk towards him, he looks very impressive and very officious, and uh, you're not sure exactly what to expect, because to be honest, you might not want the people you're meeting to know this, but this is kind of the first diplomatic mission you've ever been on, and it's a little overwhelming to a certain degree, but you know, you want to try your best and do your best. But uh, you see uh, quite a wide, welcoming smile go across this slightly older man's face. You get a good look at him. He's got a, a neatly trimmed beard, kind of dark hair, a little bit of gray at points. But he, you know, he still looks like he could uh, do well in a fight, put it that way. Especially the way he carries himself in this armor. Very, very military. And you're kind of familiar with that sort of person. As Barrett walks towards you and uh, offers his hand. Ugh. You must be General Rogar, is that correct? That is true. Greetings. Yeah, it gives you a kind of quite a strong handshake. You're actually a little bit taken back just how hard he kind of grips your hand, but he gives you this kind of wide grin like, uh, you're a little bit earlier than we expected, but uh, that's good. It means uh, you can take a little bit of time to look around the city, get familiar with it. Trust the, uh, I trust the trip wasn't too bad? Yes, yes, it was quite, it was quite adequate. Uh, yeah, looking forward to this. Excellent, excellent. Uh, well, I know you would probably like to go see uh, the Prime Arbiter, Kren. He's uh, quite looking forward to meeting you. This treaty has been something we've been working on for a long time. Unfortunately, today he does have some pressing business, and as I say, we were expecting you tomorrow, so you're in a little bit of luck. I can come meet you later on. I've got a matter to attend to first, but if you'd like to go to your room, these uh, guards will show you the way. And if you want to explore the uh, court a little bit or even head out into the city, get familiar with things, I can catch up with you later. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to meet Kren tomorrow evening. He's uh, planning a bit of a banquet to welcome you all. Uh, well, that, do, that does sound quite lovely. But um, this uh, business that you're uh, attending to, any chance I could tag along? <laughs> uh, it's not something we'd... Uh, Let's, well, I'll be honest with you, new people into it, something, uh, well, I'll brief you later on about it. It's a bit of a side issue, but I'm glad you're willing to work. In fact, if you're up for helping me out, I do need to go do some inspection of the military later. Are you uh, interested in that? Definitely, of course, yes. Uh, I'm quite interested to see uh, how you guys shape up compared to us. (laughs) Uh, Well, I know you're... uh, Wyvern riders are uh, quite impressive, but uh, you'll see we've got some good troops here. Of that I have no doubt. Well, uh, I'll let you guys get sold in. I know you've got your attendance and everything needs to get set up. uh, Please, make yourselves at home. And he'll uh, proffer towards the stairs that lead up into the court proper, and uh, the guards will start helping you with your bags and things off the wagon. Yeah, I'll follow him. I'll keep, like, I'll obviously look around because this is the first time that I've been here type of thing so just check out the scenery and whatnot as i go yeah as you look around honestly you find this palace is a little bit ostentatious for your personal preference it's very large and grandiose and you kind of you get the impression they wanted to make almost like a jewel of the city type thing where all eyes would look towards it as kind of a focal point it is 
large. It's probably bigger than most buildings you've seen, except in the capital proper where you're from. But uh, yeah, it's it's a very impressive building in terms of showing off the wealth and culture of the city. Cool, cool. Expect um, nothing less. Hmm. And Rogar, you are led off with a little bit of light conversation with Barrett before he excuses himself. And Kurt, that is what you see occur down below. Okay, so kind of glancing back back to the room to the other two, I'm just going to say, hmm, looks like Mr. Fancy Pants, gentlemen, we're supposed to be meetings outside, chatting with some dragons. Your dragons? Uh, well, not well. Yes, but no. I mean, people-sized dragons. Blue yeah. ones. In armour. Oh. <clears throat> Dick not like armour. Dick no like pants. Yeah, Kurt, getting a good look at Dick now, you realise he's totally naked. Dick apparently likes to be naked. Uh, does Dick like Dick? Dick, Dick does not like Dick. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna... Yeah, that's great, I'll go for open chain. I'm, 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 I'm quite a way away, so you're gonna have to move towards me. Oh, fine. I'll stand up intimidatingly. With my large penis, is probably bigger than you. <laughs> but, probably not, but probably not bigger than mine. We can get into a dick measuring contest if you like. I, 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 don't, I don't fancy it. I'm just going to go for the whole intimidation angle. Oh, go on then. Roll me an intimidate. <laughs> uh, 23. 23. Well, I mean, he stands up. He is pretty intimidating. He's, uh, you want to describe yourself at this point, Dick, now that you're uh, standing there? like, what, does, what do you look like? So, Dick is actually quite long and lean and a bit wiry in build, more than like the large muscular half oaks that you'd normally see, but he's still pretty big enough. Uh, long, unkempt hair, stubbly beard. Like I say, walks around naked. He's literally wearing a belt so he can sheave his sword and got his, um, and wears his shield like, around his back. Um, I like Captain America. Just, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Go on, yeah, and um, but the the only thing really of note is the, his shield and sword are actually quite quite impressive. They're not like just your standard things that you'd maybe take off a guard or something like that. Um, and the the long sword that he carries, it's it looks like it's made from like a black metal. But then when it catches the light, it almost seems to have like a blue tinge to it. Um, but. Mm. So uh, yeah, so to look, looking at you standing up there. Um, fully starkers facing me. I should be like, "All right, big fella, sit down. You'll have someone's eye out with that thing." Dick will have your eye out of that thing. I'm not talking about your sword, mate. Come on, sit down. Calm down. Let's all be calm. I'm just gonna look next to me and wink. Montel winks back at you and goes, <laughs> "Come on, man. He isn't even worth it." <laughs> no. Dick agrees. I, I, as, as, as they're having a chat, I'm just going to look at um, uh, Toph, just like quizzically, like, who the fuck is this guy? Why is he naked? <laughs> Kurt, as like, you see him do that... I kind of shrug, like... Yeah. <laughs> as you see him do that, he talked to thin air. Uh, just like... So he's, he's still, still, still looking away from me. I'm just going to kind of do the whirl, whirl, click, click, click thing next to my head. <laughs> uh... I can play this two ways. Either I'm trying not to look at his penis or I'm looking straight at his penis. 
Which which is it? I think I'm going to be staring straight at his penis. So you haven't seen me do that? Fine. No. <laughs> I'm too busy staring at his dick. <laughs> is that in admiration or shock? Or... I've never seen a half-orc naked before, if I must say so. Are you typical of your species? Dick, dick great part of his species. Dick a hero. Oh, all right then. Do, do you wear clothes ever? Dick does not like clothes. Oh, why not? Dick finds them very itchy. Plus, oh. this how Dick got his name. Right, because your Todger was out all the time. Well, actually, Montel gave me my name. He chose the name Dick Fate. It was, as you say... I walk around naked, and I am the inevitable force putting an end to the bad guys. Not that I know what inevitable means. Who the fuck's Montel? Ha 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 Montel, great friend. Montel here, Montel. Super fighter, Montel. Is the best of all of us. Ah, oh, mate, you're making me blush. <laughs> Look, you guys sort this out. I'm going to go uh, catch a drink somewhere. I'll be back later. I'll be back later, mate. He kind of slaps you on the back, Dick, and like gives you that his winning smile as he normally does as he wanders away. Do we hear any of that? Nope. <laughs> Who the fuck is he talking to? Um, I don't rightly know. Who um, the fuck are you talking to, mate? <laughs> Montel, Montel, just go. Dick, Dick, and Montel, best friends. Okay. He's got an imaginary friend. This is going to be a fun mission, isn't it? I can just tell. And I'm just going to saunter back over to one of the chairs and sort of languish in it, which is quite large for, for little me. Um, just just chilling out, kind of leaning back, just like, whatever. As uh, Kurt, you sort of languish back in the chair, the doors at the far end of the room open up and a number of guards, palace guards, walk in. Um, eventually, as they kind of arrange themselves in what you guess is probably their standard kind of defensive formation, the man that you saw talking downstairs enters the room. The, uh, you all get a good look at him now, like covered in this head-to-toe armor. He's got quite a nasty-looking longsword at his side and uh, a long kind of flowing cloak. He looks very official. It seems to have a bit of uh, the symbol of the city actually on the back of the cloak as well, which is a... Uh, sword inside of a diamond it's quite a stylized piece and he turns to greet you all as uh, actually quite jovially he's smiling and seems uh, happy to see you all it doesn't even seem to phase him the fact that dick's naked <laughs> and uh, as he approaches you <laughs> ah i'm sorry to have kept you all waiting uh, thank you thank you for attending this is uh, you all come i very highly recommended i hear you got dragons around here <laughs> no, no, no dragons. A few dragonborn just arrived, but uh, you need not worry about them. They're uh, good people. Oh, dragonborn. Right, okay then. So what's this all about then, Mr. Big Shot? What are we doing here? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, I'd see people get straight down to business. So, I don't know how much you were informed previously, but we've had... A bit of an issue that requires some outside assistance from people with particular sets of skills. 
Normally we'd go to mercenaries for this kind of thing, even though they can be a little bit costly, but for something of a bit more sensitive nature, we wanted people who came highly recommended by our own people, and the three of you fit that bill pretty well. You've all proven yourselves in your uh, hometowns, and actually appear to have uh, quite a bit of backing from the troops who've met you previously. You uh, seem to be the people we're looking for. Now, the reason for this particular job requiring so much additional help is... And he kind of looks... He kind of frowns a little bit, and you can almost see that he's not actually happy with what he's about to tell you. Like, it's just all over his face without even an insight check. But if one of you wants to make an insight check, if you're particularly insightful, you might gain a little bit more. Uh, yeah, go on. I'm going to see what I can read on him. Go for it. Uh... Uh, it's an eight, so not uh, really. Yeah, you get that he's frustrated. You're not exactly sure why, but he kind of wins through with a bit, bit more of a smile again and goes, Yes, so... Are any of you particularly familiar with the Varadin government? No, not really. Anybody of you? So Kurt, at this moment, Kurt's sort of running a ring on the back of his fingers like people do with a coin flip toss <laughs> and just sort of shakes his head. Dick does not pay attention to government and silly rules. Oh, fair enough. Well, I should probably fully introduce myself then. I am the Governor of War, Barrett Pierce. I am in full command of this city's armies and its security. The person who instills this power in me is known as Samuel Crenn. He is our prime arbitrator. He effectively runs the city council and runs the government. Now, the reason we have called in additional security that we trust is because Lord Crenn will be going on a mission, and I wish to make certain that he returns from this mission alive and well, despite my warnings that he should not be going on this personally. Do the three of you feel you are up for such a task? It is, hopefully, quite a straightforward protection job. I feel like... is it just me? We're rather an eclectic bunch. We've got a rustic dwarf, a naked dude, and a world-renowned rock star. Indeed, you are, and you all bring particular skills suited to those backgrounds. Do not worry about your overall unity, however. There will be others accompanying you. A full squadron of guardsmen will be attending Lord Cren as he leaves. You three are there for additional support as needed. If you do not get along, that is fine. You do not need to talk to each other. But what I will tell you is that if you are successful in this mission, you will each be handsomely rewarded. You've got my interest now, definitely. Yeah. Um, alright then. Uh, so we're just going to be guarding some old dude. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call him old, but yes, you will be guarding him. Yeah. Seems simple enough. Dick's just going to look around kind of confused because he didn't know what eclectic meant. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like escort missions, I've got to be honest. So let's talk money. What we, what we, what are we talking about here? The fee that I have been authorised to pay each of you will total around 5,000 gold pieces, assuming everyone returns alive and safe, or at least Lord Cren does. Hey. Alright. Um, yeah, it sounds good to me. Yeah. yeah. So, Where are we I going? 
Well, I will let Lord Crane tell you that himself. He is eager to meet the three of you. He wants to see me? He does indeed, my uh, dear dwarf. He is always eager to meet the people who are going to put their lives on the line for him. It's about time Dick got his recognition as a hero. Trust me. It's about time you... Dick put some trousers on. Trust me, if the three of you return from this mission successfully, your names will be hailed as best we can do. The local townships will know of your deed. Sounds alright. I mean, how long are you going for? I would hope this will only take a day, but if it takes longer, then so be it. Yeah, yeah sounds alright with me. The money sounds good, so why not? Dick happy to lead as a hero. Excellent. <laughs> kind of side-eyes Dick a little bit with that one, but seems to take it in his stride. <laughs> the three of you, please follow me. And he begins to lead you through the court, if uh, you're following along behind. Yeah, I'm going to extract myself from the chair with as much dignity as I can muster. <laughs> um, try not to scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are all human-sized chairs. You're a little bit like, hmm... Yeah, but I mean, I, I I I manage it with 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 some element of grace, you know. I've I've, I've climbed in that of human chairs before. Yeah, and in fact, at this point, as you're following behind, why don't uh, both Toff and Kurt describe themselves as you're following behind Parrot towards the uh, presumably throne room? Great, I'm I'm thirty two. I'm five ten. No, four ten even. 5'10". It's a bit tall for a dwarf, isn't it? That's massive for a dwarf. <laughs> four, four. That's taller than you are in real life, Flo. Fuck you, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you make me break character. <laughs> Dumbass. 5'10 is taller than you. It's, it's taller than most women. <laughs> Rude. Right. So, yeah, got green eyes and bronze hair. I'm, uh, well, typical dwarven lady i mean you've got a shield and, and a stick and uh like like really heavy armor uh yeah it's me oh so me then i guess well imagine your typical 80s rock star look um we've got quite quite long blonde hair quite straight but it's it's done up with a um bandana on my front around sort of around the front of the head and all the way around the back uh i'm in quite kind of casualish looking clothes so kind of bardy roguey typical garb like a, a loose white um sort of shirt with sort of sort of like a waistcoaty done up with lace on the front um some big big well i say big boots they're not really big boots to most people but on me they look they're sort of up to knee high boots um sort of dangling with various chains and charms and um, bracelets on my wrists and uh, just one particularly prominent ring on one of my fingers, which I was just fiddling with earlier. I'm quite short. I'm only three foot one. Um, and yeah, I, I think I look cooler than I do, <laughs> but I still look pretty cool compared to the two that I'm with at the moment. Hey. <laughs> I was like, you both look incredibly tiny to me. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> How tall are you? Of us. Uh, six foot four. Jesus Christ alive. Yeah, three foot one, I can hide behind a small table. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got, I've got, yeah. Or even a large table. I'd, 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 I'd say 
I, ha- I have more presence than my height would belay, and I have a little bit of short man syndrome as well. So. <laughs> like you do in real life. <laughs> I certainly do. <laughs> are you the tallest out of all three of you? Uh, I think me and Cookson are pretty much on par. Oh. Yeah. I I wouldn't even say I'm a short ass. I'm average height. I'm just hanging around with giants. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Average height for the 1800s. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) All right. I'm taller than Coxie. (laughs) That's very true. You're taller than me. (laughs) Everybody's taller than me. Not everyone. Kurt's not. Yay! <laughs> Sucks to be him. <laughs> so literally, when when I say you could have someone's eye out with that thing, that's because um, <laughs> Dick's <laughs> penis is about eye height for me. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, the three of you, your little motley crew, are led towards the throne room. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You are uh, taken up a few flights of stairs and led into a massive, grandiose room that you just have to assume is the throne room. Especially because there's a throne in the distance on a little bit of a raised platform. And as you look around, it's it's got the usual trappings. There's banners and uh, large uh, tapestries depicting scenes of Varadin's history where they're fighting against various other people in wars that you don't even know about or probably no one knows about anymore. There's uh, large symbols of the uh, city hanging on certain ones as well. There's these tall kind of uh, white pillars that hold the vaulted ceiling up with its very impressive architecture and arches all around you. And in the distance you see um, a man sat on a throne. There's a number of guards around the room that aren't really doing much to hide themselves. You can see them all there looking very stern and palace guard-like. On the throne is a a younger-looking man than you expect. You'd probably say... About the same age as you, Toph, probably in his early 30s. Uh, at least a rough guess. But he actually looks even a little bit young for that. He has a medium-length blonde hair. Um, very kind of, like, no scars or particular damage. But he is wearing um, a set of, you're not sure if it's ceremonial or not, but a, a set of armor with a uh, fully full plate with some uh, blue robe underneath it and, like, a blue tabard that goes between his legs with a long, light blue cloak that you notice as he stands up to greet you all. He has a sword at his side, but it's scabbarded, and so you can't really tell much about it. I, uh, he kind of eyes over all of you as you walk in, and uh, Barrett approaches first and goes, My lord, these are the three that you wish to meet. I present Dick Fate, Tophelia Dandelion Burdock, and Kurt Van Helsing. And uh, Barrett kind of steps to one side so that the three of you are just sort of stood there before uh, Samuel Crenn, the prime arbitrator of Varadin. He kind of greets you all with what you think is a little bit of a cold, analytical stare to begin with, as he kind of inspects you. Then you notice his face breaks into a little bit of a smile, and you kind of see where that youth kind of cuts through, and he uh, walks out towards you and begins shaking all three of your hands, like... It's excellent to meet the three of you. Thank you for agreeing to come on to this mission with me. It is uh, an important matter of state. 
as uh, as he gets up, you actually notice another person in the room who has stood on the uh, raised platform not too far away from the throne. Um, a noble-looking woman, as best you would describe her. She looks um, a little bit older than Krem, but not too much older, but has a very, very stern, like, very austere-looking face as she kind of almost scowls at the three of you, but she isn't saying anything. I say, meanwhile, Dick is actually looking at his hand because he's not quite sure why he touched him. <laughs> well, while, while you're doing that, I'm going to um, I'm like, very nice to meet you too. Very nice digs you got here. Sam, is it Sam? Can I call you Sam? Um, listen, mate, I've been hope, yeah, hoping to get a bit of a chance to chat with you, actually. I've got a couple of ideas about um, hosting something called a festival here, actually. I'm over a large bit of green space, you know, set up some trade stalls and stuff. Get a really big stadium out there. Get some really big sort of magically powered speakers. We could get a fantastic gig going. Bring a lot of revenue for the city. Do we have persuasion? <laughs> uh, 30. 30? Wow. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> this is what Kurt does, baby. <laughs> As you were describing it, uh, Kren starts to like, huh, yeah, that's, uh, that sounds interesting. I mean, we do have an arena. Do you think something like that might work? Perfect, mate. Absolutely perfect, yeah. We'll get Thunderhawk on as the main act. We've got a couple of other acts that we've been touring with for a while we could, we could bring on as well. See if there's any local talent we could get out. We could make some serious money. Oh, uh, sounds good. And I'm sure it'd be a nice little break for the people as well. They get to listen to some good music. Have a good time. Excellent. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll sort of start sorting out the details then and get back to you. Sure, sure. I mean, after after all this is sorted, uh, we should have a oh. conversation. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Get the mission out of the way first. <laughs> yeah, and, um, well, as I was saying, thank you, you three, for volunteering <laughs> for this. I know um, I, I know Barrett has been looking for the right sort of people for this job for as soon as we found out about it. And I wanted to be the person to fill you in on the details. As And he kind of looks a little sad about this as he sort of looks away. Thinking, Honestly, I, I feel quite responsible for this, which... As I'm sure Barrett has already told you, I plan to lead this expedition by myself. It's the best I can do. I do not wish to put people into any sort of danger with that I am not willing to face myself. So, any um proffers his hand to the side and you notice there's a little bit of like a a table and chairs set up. And he sort of walks over to the chair that's clearly for him, the slightly fancier looking chair, and he sits into it and goes, Please, please sit down. I probably sit on the edge, and then Kurt probably climbs into it. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna climb into it and go, ooh, plush, nice, <laughs> and then just kind of, yeah, kind of um, lounge back. Dick is just like watching you scramble onto the chair, just kind of like, <laughs> and I'm gonna turn it round and sit on it, Zach Morris style, upside down. <laughs> uh, if, if, if I if I hear you giggling, I'm gonna glare at you. But I'm not gonna say anything in front of the. Um, in front of Samuel Crane, he's just, you know, entertained my idea for a festival, which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very pleased about. So, um, to fill you in on the details, I have been expecting a shipment from the uh, Elvish capital, a place called Sahal. I don't know if any of you are particularly familiar with the high elves that live there. He kind of looks around and see if there's any kind of recognition from any of you. Completely um, blank. I've, I've, you kind of, you, you, you kind of see that I recognise the name of the place, but I've never been there. Hmm. Don't really know much about it. Any of you uh, proficient in history? Uh, I am a jack of all trades in history. I'll let no. you go as a as a bard. I'd let you roll just as general bardic lore. 
No, I'm not. Uh, 14. 14, yeah. I, the name checks out as the capital of the uh, High Elves, effectively. It's on, best you know, it's on a different continent. Um, you don't know much about it. It's mentioned in a few older songs that aren't really your style. But uh, yeah, it, it is the capital of the Elves. Very ancient, very, very old. Um, old as balls. Old as balls. Yeah, so I was uh, I was expecting a delivery from there as part of a diplomatic exchange set up by my uh, new advisor, and he kind of looks towards the woman who hasn't come over to any of you, and she sort of stood looking over. Um, that's Alistra. I, you don't really need to meet her, but she's one of my new diplomatic advisors and been helping me set up various trade agreements across the world. In fact, I've got a few more coming today and tomorrow, and oh, it's a little bit nonstop. Part of me is going to be glad for the break, to be honest. Um, but yes, there was a delivery that was supposed to be arriving, and it hasn't arrived, which leads me to think that something has happened. I sent out scouts, and we've not been able to find any trace of it. I have a vague idea of where it's supposed to appear, but that is why I would like to go out myself and try to discover just what's happened. And Barrett feels I need additional protection, given my station, so... That is why the three of you are coming along. It is, best we can tell, gone missing near the southwest border of Ashara, which is, if none of you, are you natives to our lands? Yeah, born not too far away, actually. Excellent. I kind of wandered the wilderness, so yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, it's... Dunstan, have you heard of it? Um, he actually thinks for a moment and goes, yes, it's a, a small township in the uh, east, is that correct? Yeah, old, run-down, one-horse type of place. Mm. I, I, I then start staring at Kurt a bit. I'm afraid I've never had a chance to go there personally, but uh, I, yeah, I'm vaguely familiar with it. I, I, uh, I, I, would, I wouldn't sound, mate. It, the um, music scene is dead there. Unfortunate. Uh, but yes, yeah, so now the southwestern border of uh, our lands and a place called Renar, that's where... We were expecting to hear word of it. It was uh, there's a dwarven town there called Kolfarum. I don't know if any of you have ever been there, but that's a checkpoint that we were expecting it to meet, and it hasn't met that. So, I would like to find out what's happening at the town and where the where the uh, artifacts may be that we're heading here. So, my plan is to ride out where our scouts think it may be and investigate. I don't know if any of the three of you are particularly skilled at uh, piecing things together, but if you're not, I'm sure my people and yourselves can work out just what happened. I mean, like, why do you have to go? <sighs> because I feel responsible, my dear. I mean, if something has happened and the people transporting these artifacts are no longer with us, then those deaths are on my head. They would not be out here if not for me. So I feel that it is my responsibility to go out and find just what happened. You hear uh, Barrett behind you kind of cough in a bit of agreement, like, yeah, why the fuck are you going? Like, uh, you're too important for this shit, get get on with your job, sort of thing. But <laughs> he does seem, I mean, if you want to make an insight check on what he says, that's up to you. No, I completely trust him. Okay. I, I would like to do one. Go okay. on, insight. Just, just since I've been sat quite quietly. Mm-hmm. Not that I expect any miracles. A 12. 
12, I mean, as far as you can tell, he seems completely genuine. Mm. Told you so. <laughs> Listen, Sam, mate, you, you sound like a decent guy. I think we'll um, do what we can to try and help you. I can't look around at the others like, you know, he's going to gonna let me have a festival, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sort of, sort of, like kind of, yeah. I mean, with my kind of, with my natural charisma, I'm looking at the others like, come on, this seems like a nice guy. <laughs> He's de- he is a nice guy. He seems like a very nice guy. But uh, why the fuck would I want a festival? Dick's just going to look at you like Dick does not know what a festival means. Guys, you have not lived yet. I was going to, and just fix you with a winning grin. You would have such an amazing time. I mean, have, have you have you ever watched a man lick ketamine off another man's ballsack? <laughs> Not in real life. Have you ever drank so many beers you blacked out and when you woke up you were completely naked, well maybe you have, and covered completely in mud? Yes. That's a festival, my friends. That's a festival. I look wistfully off into the distance. So it's like a wedding then? Dick thinks you are a very strange little man. That I may be. Unless of the little thanks. Alright, so uh, so why is it only going to take us a day? Aren't we going really, really far? Not by horse, no. And we will be providing horses for us all. Oh. Can I ride um, a horse? I don't know if I can. I ride. Say, can, I, can, can I ride a horse? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you can ride a horse. You might not be able to like fight on it if you're not particularly. Uh, if you have never ridden a horse before, but uh, <gasps> I'm going to talk to the horse. I, I, I have no <laughs> idea if I've ever ridden a horse. Yeah, no. To assume I haven't. <laughs> I, I, I can I can ride a horse, but I might need a special saddle. Is it called a donkey? <laughs> <laughs> You're not it's exactly a, a giant yourself, love. Yeah, it's a Shetland pony. <laughs> yeah, but I'm taller than you, innit? Dee, don't I know you? Uh, Question. Sorry. You you must have heard of me. Kurt Van Helsing. Yeah. I kind I kind of I kind of strike a rock starish pose. Mm. I come back to you. Come on. It, you know the uh, uh on. sorry no no go on go on you, you do I, just, I was just gonna say the woman who um has apparently made this trade deal and whatnot is she still in the room yeah she's just not come over to talk to any of you what a bitch well i'm just, dick's, dick's just gonna look at samuel crinan's woman who make deal why she not talk um i must have been i don't know um uh, Alistra, Alistra, come come here a moment. She kind of takes her time and kind of wanders over and goes, Yes, Lord Cren, what is it you desire? Um, I think they may want to talk to you. Do you have a specific question for her? You woman, tell about deal. Well, not that I know why it's any of your business. It is a simple trade agreement. The elves are a friendly people, and they decided that as a initial offering to honour this agreement, they have sent a number of gifts to Lord Cren. These are the gifts that have gone missing. 
What kind of gifts? I do not know. But given that Sahal is an ancient city brimming with magic and artifacts, I expect any gift that they have offered to signify a union between our peoples will be quite impressive. So we're going all that way to find something that we don't know what it looked like? Quite. You'll have to use whatever's between your ears to figure out exactly what you're looking for, I suppose. My nose? She kind of raises an eyebrow at you. Can, can, can I, I smell I, it? I, I, I kind of roll my eyes as, as she says that as well. Like, really? <laughs> I'm just interested. Can in smell it? Just, yeah, I'm just interested as, in like, because she's obviously being very vague, and I don't quite believe it, but I think if I try to insight check her, it's going to go nowhere. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to insight check her, and you can sni- go, go up to her and sniff her. <laughs> I'm genuinely feeling like I might actually get out of the chair and go sniff her. Okay, so I, I, I do my insight check on her with a 19. 19? Um, she's being guarded, but she feels she is telling the truth. There are some sort of magical or powerful artifacts that have been offered in trade. So, listen, love, uh, what was your name again? Sorry, I didn't quite catch it. She kind of looks down her nose as she goes, it is Elistra. Okay. Well, Elistra, I'm getting the impression there's just something you're not telling us, and I'm not quite sure what that is, but, you know, we've got the big boss man here to look after, and I'd rather it not be something that one of gets one of us killed, so come on. What are you not telling us? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to intimidate her or persuade her? Uh, let's 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 go persuade. I'm I'm not I'm not actually I'm not a particularly intimidating guy, so I'm just trying to trying to persuade her maybe that she might want to yeah, little not 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 really charming, but a little bit of charm, you know. Go with a persuasion then. Yeah. Uh, thirteen. Not Th- great. Thirteen. As uh, she looks at you, and goes. I'm not entirely sure what you're implying, but I expect, as with any traveling band of artifacts if they have gone missing along the way i'm sure you will encounter difficulties but that is why you have been brought here to make certain that lord kren has nothing untoward happened to him do you not feel that you're up for the task oh i'm more than up for it darling more than up for it and i give her a wink (laughs) she kind of rolls her eyes at you and uh, goes to leave I take that as an absolute win. <laughs> and I'm just smile, smiling as she turns away. <laughs> she came in with us. I don't like her. Well, she might be coming with me later on, but... Oh, God! Oh, where? <laughs> I, I, just, I just give you a smile. No, Alistra will not be joining us on the uh, expedition. <laughs> but uh, are there any more questions you have for me, or are you all prepared... Such a pity. I was looking to looking forward to thawing her out. Never mind. Uh, I think I'm done. Thank you very much, Sam. Anybody else? No, I'm good. Thank you, Mr. Cran. What time are we setting off in the morning? Uh, we intend to set off this afternoon, actually. Oh, apologies. This afternoon. Well, I think I've got everything I need. Dick tired of talking. Dick want food and beer now. Wow. You call this talking? Okay. Well, not to worry. I'm sure we can arrange some uh, some food for you all, and then we will set off after that. Oh, th- 
thank you for your time. I'm afraid there are other matters I do need to attend to before leaving, but um, I'm sure... And he kind of nods towards uh, Barrett. I'm sure we can find you something to uh, satiate your appetite. You fancy man, beer now. Kren I can get up. off that as well, actually, mate, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. Kren gets up and he kind of walks over to Baron, like slaps him on the shoulder and goes, well, you heard the man, go for it. And uh, goes back to the throne room. Barrett kind of gives him a little bit of a stern glare, like, take this shit seriously, for fuck's sake. And he turns and gives a bit of a pain smile. Actually, he goes, if you will all follow me, I will arrange for some food. And uh, lead you all off if you're all ready to go towards uh, getting some snacks. Okay. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. I, th- I think I think so. Um, on the way, if I catch your eye again, um, the frosty woman, I'm going to give her another wink. But apart from that, I think we're done. <laughs> uh, you give her a wink and she, she uh, just stares daggers at you. She loves it. <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Barrett leads you out of the throne room and takes you to a... Uh, another chamber not too far away that seems to be set up as a bit like a guest dining area not like the grand hall type thing but you know it's got some tables some chairs and they start bringing out a bit of food and some some beers and like just some light snacks for you all if you want to uh take a moment and uh, eat up i don't know if you wish to speak to each other at all but barrett will leave the room there are a couple of guards in there but they seem more just to be general guards who guard every room in the palace type thing like kurt where did you say you were from again a little shitty village called Dunstan. I'm from Dunstan, and I don't... You look familiar, and and it's not shitty. You're... Oh! Oh, you're that that little dwarf girl that got adopted. Um, Yeah, I know you. Yeah, well, to be fair, I do stick out quite... A lot in in Dunstan. Didn't you go off and join the wizards, or was it the church or something? I can't remember. Church. Oh, right. Hence the cleric thing. Yeah, sure. Wow. Um. Yeah, that's a blast from the past, isn't it? Yes. But let's be honest, it was a bit of a shell. No, it wasn't. It was a lovely place. I wish I could go back. Well, uh, what, what are you doing here then? Well, got to find some adventure, but I'll be going back one day. I'm never going back there again. What? Uh, you and I had very different experiences of that place. I thought it was lovely, personally. There was. There was no nothing for someone like me there. You can't well, have the love ad- and, and, and love and home and and find people that that knew you and and had your back. I didn't have anyone like that. Um, I had my brother, and he's dead. But what I wanted from my life was something more than a small one-horse town could give me. I wanted glory. I want to cast like a massive fucking shadow. I want crowds to be chanting my name that festival that is going to happen and that's where they're going to find out just who i am all right so so do you sing or something Ah, do i sing do i sing 
Oh, I do so much more than that. I'm going to flip my ring off one hand, catch it in the other, and I'm going to strum. As I do so, reality sort of distorts in a kind of Fender Stratocaster-shaped way (laughs) (laughs) around my hands in a sort of semi-transparent instrument. You, you, You guys would see it as a kind of loot. You wouldn't really have anything else to compare it to. And it just whines and I start just strumming out some chords and then I break off into a little solo and then finish up with a beautiful just swipe down. And as I do so, the instrument just disappears. I flick the ring back onto it and it catch it on the finger. And as he does that, Dick holds up his triangle. Ding! <laughs> um... I like you. I point at you and I just go, I like you. <laughs> Dick play music too. That's Turn. what I do. Do me, a, do me a performance check. Okay. I just want to see how well you actually lead. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, 17. 17. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. You were pretty good. <laughs> you didn't make everyone in the room cry, but you know, that's uh, you tugged a few heartstrings. It was pretty impressive. Can, can I do a performance check for my triangle? Of course you can. <laughs> if if I if I if I crit this and make people cry, I am loading this over you. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, but go for it. Sixteen. Sixteen. It was a perfectly on point ding just at the last note. Yeah. It was it was honestly I mean Kurt, you don't know if it really helped your performance because frankly you didn't need any help. But uh, it wasn't too bad for someone just trying to join in. You play an invisible guitar. An ether guitar. An air guitar. An <laughs> ether guitar. Air guitar. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling like you're on the right lines, but you just can't quite say that word. Ether. Dick's just gonna look at Montel like. What what the fuck are these two doing? <laughs> yeah, um, actually, Dick. While those two are talking and playing, and you add your little triangle, but you look over and Dick's act, uh, Montel's actually already sat in the corner with a beer, and he kind of calls you over, and goes, "Ah, you finally made it here, then." <laughs> I thought I was just going to drink all this by myself. <laughs> Dick, not leave you to drink all beer. You're too tiny to drink all beer. <laughs> That's what you think, man. I'm already four deep. Come on, catch up. Oh, that sounds like challenge for Dick. Dick, <laughs> accept your challenge. Uh, man, I'm going to drink you under the table. But uh, tell me, so what's going on? Why are we even here? Oh, they're, they're a tiny fancy man. Uh, we must take him to go get gift and then come home. Give us 5,000 gold and, and heroism. Huh. It's the easiest money I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, protect tiny man. Nobody else matters. Protect tiny man. Okay. So uh, what do you think of these two? They, uh... Seem worth a damn or not? <laughs> they seem funny. Dick mm. like them. Dick, Dick, Dick finds small people funny. <laughs> uh, small people. <laughs> well, you're like a halfling and she's a dwarf. Oh, no, He's not oh, too no, sure. I know, I know, but I haven't mentioned. I haven't said anything where you've been chatting to yourself up to this point. But you said small people. I'm also that... on the other side of the room. He is actually. Make me a perception. Did... See if you. Okay, I'll see. I'll see if I heard that or not. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. He is. Uh, he sat at a table by himself with uh, two 
Fagans of Ale. <laughs> okay, I got a 28, so yes, I did. You definitely heard it. Now, whether you want to say anything is the other matter. He's deep, I, I, deep, I, deep in conversation with I, nobody. I, I say small people out loud, but he probably doesn't notice it. But he, there's there's an edge on my voice. <laughs> would, I, would I have to take a perception to see if I did notice? Ah, uh, it's up to you. I mean, how engrossed are you with uh, talking to Montel? Would you really be paying attention to the world around you, or uh, I'll, I'll leave that up to you whether oh. you'd uh, care or not. Oh no, no, Mon- Montel's far too important for me to pay mm. attention to you. <laughs> this how we do it. <laughs> Sorry, every time you say his name, <laughs> you'll be glad to know that's where I got the name from. Correct. Does it? Does does that half orc sound like the Cookie Monster? Yeah, <laughs> it does actually. <laughs> How do you know about the Cookie Monster? Well, that was only like a childhood myth from the from the village. <laughs> yes, How the you uh, remember that? the Cookie Monster was a terrifying hag who used to crawl into children's bedrooms and steal all their cookies. And if there weren't any cookies, they'd take the children. Yeah, we always had to sleep with cookies. Yeah, <laughs> it was just dark days in the village, and you like that place. Dunstan's <laughs> biggest export is baked goods. <laughs> oh, I love how this is now canon. Yeah, while you're talking, like, Montel is going to be kind of grilling you on a few things, trying to get the details of just what's going on, and he's going to be like, oh, "Well." This sounds almost too damn easy. I mean, you even going to get to show off those techniques I showed you? And he kind of like looks at your sword like, come on. <laughs> Dick don't know, but Dick try break it out. <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Well, if I uh, show you up in combat like usual, you're paying for the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely go to show you this time. Dick, Dick will be impressive today. I know you will, buddy. I know you will. You got it in you. Oh, you, you shouldn't sit here talking to me all night. Go, uh, go, uh, socialize with the new people. We'll, uh, we'll catch up later. Okay. Yes. Yes. Dick, do what you. Dick, Dick, like suggestion. <laughs> and I'm gonna walk back over to the other two, and uh, give them a beer each. Ooh, lovely. Thank you. Uh, is it a, is it a pint or a half? It's definitely a pint. Fair play. I I, I I grasp it with two hands, but I'm used to pe- used to points. And, uh, unless there's anything else you guys want to do, you uh, drink and eat and fill your bellies, and that'll uh, be it. Anything else you want to add on? Um, no, cool. No. No. I I'm still I'm, I'm a little bit wary of Dick. I mean, he seems seems he's a bit. He's talking odd. to himself, dude. He he talks to himself a lot, as as if he's getting responses. And it seems a bit, bit strange. So I'm going to keep an eye on him throughout the <laughs> night. But um, apart from that, yeah, I'm just going to have you know four or five beers and maybe maybe five six, you know, mm-hmm. casual casual night. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. you guys, you spend about an hour here, getting getting uh, refreshed and feeling good. It's it's quite good food, quite good uh, quite good beer in the palace. Does anybody have any drugs? I <laughs> <laughs> get some paracetamol. <laughs> Uh, not the kind of buzz I'm after. But thank Are you. you. <laughs> I think you and I are on very different wavelengths, love. 
<laughs> As uh, Kurt is digging around in one of his various pouches to try to find just a hit of absolutely something, the, uh, the doors <laughs> swing open, and uh, Kren is there with a number of guards with him and goes, Right, it's time to uh, saddle up and hit the road. You all ready? I kind of wipe my nose hastily and go, Yeah, sure. What's up? <sighs> Dick's just going to get any beer that there is left on the table and drink it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just swipe the lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we finished what? now. Dick ready. Mind sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Kren will lead you down to the stables. And I think that's where we're going to end episode one of our little one shot. It's yeah. not really a one shot if this is one of many. Mm. I think we, we refer to a one shot as as like one off uh, story. A one off story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one one. Are quest. we sure? Well, I mean, the last one shot was three episodes. Yeah, three <laughs> long episodes. Yeah, so... it was very long episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I wrote too much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I hope you all enjoyed getting used to your new characters, and I hope everyone listening enjoyed as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to um, using some of our abilities and stuff as well. Mm. I am not, because I, I have it's... no idea what my abilities are. Well, uh-huh. we'll, we'll, we'll go through it again before the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, as my players get to see a little slice of uh, the past, I'll hope you all enjoy this little story and see where it goes. And uh, we were Gunpowder Treason No Plots. You can find us pretty much anywhere on the internet in terms of podcast providers. And if you want to get in touch with any of us, we are on Twitter. I am there as at Treason No. The uh, players are there with their usual character names, which is Tommy, Sophia, and Rogar, and with GTMP at the end of it for each of them. And you can find us on Facebook at Gunpowder Treason No Plot and on uh, our own WordPress website at Gunpowder Treason No Plot as well. We are also now part of the uh, Necropodicom podcast, so check that out to see other people. And uh, I will hand over to my players to say their goodbyes. No, me now. Uh, as usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art of Podcasting and the Lost Art of Wrestling podcast. And you can follow them on Twitter at LEOW Podcast and at Lost Art Podcast. Also, maybe one day you'll find me in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business State in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. And if you enjoyed hearing my voice, I'm afraid, as usual, you can't hear me anywhere else. And since Tommy's not actually on this podcast yet, although weirdly Rogar was, um, <laughs> I'm going to do another just quick little message from our sponsors, but this time not as Tommy. Oh no, we're stuck in a dream with a god trying to make us submit to their will again. Light a torch so we can at least see what's going on. A torch? Ah. Did you forget the torches again, Barry? Um. Did somebody say torches? Ansir! With Ansir's torches, you can carry the light of Kalemvor wherever you go. Buy now, and we guarantee you'll never be stuck in the darkness of a dream again. Oh dear. <laughs> Don't use his name in vain. <laughs> Praise be to the holy answer. We may not use his name in vain. <laughs> Had to be done. Uh, well, oh, hey. sorry. <laughs> I nearly closed off. Cheeky fecker. That's everyone who needs to speak. Goodbye. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh. I mean. kid, I kid, I kid. Too mean. Uh, oh.
uh, Cookson, you are <laughs> worth a street rat. You were born a street rat. You will die a street rat. And only your fleas will mourn you. Thanks, Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that came across. <laughs> How recently have you seen Aladdin? <laughs> Not that long ago. We went, um, Maggie and I went on a little Disney binge uh, just to like, see if things held up kind of thing. So yeah, uh, I, I remember from that. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Because I was thinking that from your childhood, that's amazing. <laughs> My memory's not that good. I have, I have uh, a weirdly good memory for certain obscure information. Mostly uh, D&D related, but... Uh, <laughs> not Disney. Not Disney. So, well, thank you everyone for joining us, and we will see you next week as the one-shot continues. Bye. 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 Oh my god, can you believe she did that? I was on the edge of my pants the whole time. Where'd that sword come from? It made me say boom shakalaka. Hey everybody, this is the Wheel or Woe crew, and if you enjoyed the show you just listened to, it's part of the Necropodicon Network. That's a network of podcasts that have all different types of shows, from audio dramas to movie reviews to tabletop role-playing games. You can check all of them out at necropodicon.com.